Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast, number 599. I'm Chris Hardwick. I'm here with Kyle Clark. Hi, everybody. Kyle, um, tell us about your perfect Sunday. I like to sleep late. Sort of wait until the warmth of the sun. I was talking about ice cream, you twat. Oh, I still like to sleep late and then go to the freezer. <laughs> I just wanted to get and angry. Rub it all over my naked body. <laughs> I just wanted to go from NPR voice. Into... <laughs> it's almost like a love songs on the coast voice. <laughs> love song. That lady, the best, the best voice ever on radio. Joe from La Mirada just wants Bernice to know that he's thinking about her. And we're in Christmas love songs on the coast, so they have to like shoehorn a Christmas song in. That's the best time. Last Christmas by Wham. (laughs) We're going to play that for you right now. Which is sort of a breakup song. I don't know what the message to Bernice might be (laughs) at the moment. I I worry that maybe when you come home, you guys are going to have some sort of altercation. I just hope you guys can fix it during this Christmas time period. You know, uh, Keith out there just wants to say to Brenda that he's tired of her shit. Can't stay hard inside her. (laughs) And every time he looks at her, he just thinks about his dead complaining mother rotting away in the ground. (laughs) Here's cats in the cradle. (laughs) Love songs. I told you what you think about Cats in the Cradle where I want the last lyric in that song and the verse to be my son turned out to be a dick (laughs) (laughs) and as as I hung the phone it occurred to me my son was a piece of shit problem (laughs) was a real piece of shit (laughs) yeah we can re-edit that (laughs) you know who else is messy but clean Rob Riggle Rob Riggle yeah on the podcast today one of the funniest people we know. It's true. Promoting Dumb and Dumber 2, which is in theaters now. Riggle's a riff monster. He is. It should be Rob Riffle. Oh, that'd be a good name for him. Yeah, I think so. I feel like this he missed the an 80s and he were doing this, the stand-up circuit in oh, the 80s. He could be Rob Riffle. I can, I can see that now. So here we go on the podcast number 599 with Rob Riffle. <laughs> now entering Nerdist.com. amazing podcast to have on veterans day exactly uh uh 
What are you doing to celebrate Veterans Day besides coming on at midnight? Um, that's it, man. That's how I lined it up. You've rolled it down. That's <laughs> yeah, how you're rolling I did. it. I did. Well, I did. Uh, no, I did. Uh, I've been, did a phone interview this morning about 6 a.m. for some folks back in Kansas City. Uh, and uh, the Johnny Dare Show. He's a good guy. Supports our charity. Then I went and did my, my daughter's uh, um, school assembly for Veterans Day. What, what did you have to do in the assembly? Uh, a full karate demo. <laughs> uh, and they didn't the want, they, well they didn't ask for it uh, no, yeah, but as it turns do. out the kids loved it they, faculty yeah. was not not I think they might have been a little put out well yeah. d- you know during the principal's talk about uh, community <laughs> yeah to come out and challenge the principal yeah it was that's pretty right. crazy that's right yeah. um I, I said, I go, hey, what, hey kids, what'd you think of Principal Johnson's speech? I go, am I right? And they were, boo, yeah. And then I go, who wants to see some high performance karate? <laughs> and with all the kids, uh, you basically you grab the principal by the tie when all the kids start doing their thumbs down like yeah. a Roman. Yeah, like Caesar. Yeah, yeah. Then you got, I, I did, because I gave the kids the choice. I go, live or die, yeah. live or die, thumbs up or down. Yeah. yeah. And then you got to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rickle, I did not agree to this. <laughs> then I mock him for a little while. Just then. go along with yeah, it. The kids just, are loving yeah, it. Yeah. You're a great hero. <laughs> Stay with me on this. Stay with yeah, me on yeah. this. The blood is a good touch. <laughs> hey, kids, I've never heard a pussy talk so much. <laughs> and then you start delivering blows to the chest. Then I went on a big diet. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, and now you can say pussy on Comedy Central, That's apparently, right. kids. Thank you. Yes, yes, you can. It's okay now. It's okay. It is? Yeah, yes. yeah. You don't have to make it a reference to a cat anymore? Well, you, it, you can't refer to the anatomical... The you, you can just say like you're being a pussy because they would never bleep calling someone a dick, but they would bleep pussy. And then a sexist. And then Amy Schumer's show she, basically she, uh, stood up and were like, hey, that doesn't seem mm-hmm. fair. And so they said, oh, you're right. And so yeah. now you can say it. Way to go, Amy. Yes. yes. Way to go. She's funny. I like Amy Schumer. Good show. It is a good show. She's fantastic. Very funny lady. I get to hang with her a little bit during the eyeball tour. She was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many great, fun comics that you like that you never. I mean, you only ever hang out because of work reasons. Just because, because socially you just get very busy, and other people live on different coasts, and you know. Yeah. But it was really fun. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Are you touring at all? Are you doing any? Tours? No, you know, I I kind of have I have put stand up on hold for a little while. I, last time I did. Like what I would say, like a formal set was uh, the ESPYS, which was like two two summers ago. Oh wow! And and that that was that's been it. Um, I just family kind of took over, and I was lucky enough to get the Fox NFL pregame show thing. So that kind of compensated financially for the stand up right. being on the road. Oh, and uh, so that helped because you know I was just. The return on investment wasn't there. I, I was out on the road all the time, and I was missing the kids, and da 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 da. And, yeah. and uh, I, so it was just time to time to be home more right now. At the ESPYS, did you do your beat the shit out of the principal bit? Oh, no, uh, I did do karate, but I didn't yeah. do. I didn't. Let's beat the shit out yeah. of the commissioner. Of the <laughs> audience like at the ESPYS. Like it seems oh, like it seems like man. a tough crowd. It's tight. It's tight. And I don't. You know, it, they're a tough crowd, and the reason they're tough is because they're athletes. You know, and they're they're out of their element. You know, when an athlete's at their best is when they're on the field or on the court. That's when they're at their best. Right. Not when you put them in a tuxedo and make them walk a red carpet. It feels like doing oh, yeah. stand-up at the VMAs. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you make fun of them. Yeah. You know, because yeah, then they're, yeah. they're going, I don't get any of this. I don't like any of this. <laughs> so they're, and their default mode, generally speaking, is tough. Mm-hmm. You know, they want a tough exterior. They want an intimidating exterior because that's what they use on the court 
Uh, and then you put them out of their comfort zone. Yeah, the football this, court. Yeah, exactly the football. Court. <laughs> and then they uh, they do that. They they shut down on you. So it takes a lot to to get the crowd to really get them. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, they I don't know why, but um, like I watched, uh, I went back and watched like Seth Meyers and some of these guys who hosted before me, and they they killed, they destroyed the room. But if you watched it on television, you thought, well, it's not going all that well, you know, or, or they're not giving it up. And the truth is totally the opposite. It's uh, I don't know if they do a great job of editing that show of covering because the, they'll yeah. they'll they'll show the joke and show the punchline and then they'll cut to the crowd and they'll pick the one guy in the yeah, crowd yeah. who's sitting there going oh, I hate this. They yeah. always do that. I but, never understand when they're editing comedy why they cut to people yeah who, who are laughing who are not I, enjoying it. Yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. That's why they have people specific who are good at like directing live comedy shows or something like that. Like they don't. Think they just show, oh then you show seems, someone in the audience no, they don't think it, like uh, find someone it, laughing it seems yeah. like a pretty common sense thing to like they might as well just like cut away to people waiting for the bus you know like <laughs> that <laughs> would be even better just, just an exterior an not exterior during day yeah and it would be someone laughing yeah. maniacally like yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just like an old timey villain with a with an, an oil a, a hat and the mustache, and he's just, just he's just about to push the plunger down on yeah. an old timey dynamite <laughs> thing. Or a smash cut to Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller's uh, classroom. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. All those different slack jaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the SPs would be pretty rough. I mean, especially. There, I would have no purpose there whatsoever. Uh, so the ta- the thought of having to get up and talk about sports yeah. uh, in front of a sports crowd to me is one of the most terrifying. Well, if they started covering Quidditch, then you can go. Then I could go do it. You can go uh, give the award for the best Quidditch player. I could go. Yeah, I could go. Which uh, it's going to be, be a category? Booking Gryffindor again. Yeah, they are. Start- it's starting to happen. There are. It's just a uh, field hockey, right? Quidditch. Yeah, like people playing in real life. It's from Harry Potter. Course, Why don't you, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Rob? Yeah, you have kids. The fuck? You have kids, Rob. How you dare think I'm you? You let him read a sorcerer devil book? <laughs> you must be out of your mind. <laughs> Witchcraft. I, I, I know about these things, guys. Yeah. I know. I mean, I when Ron so and Hermione afraid. smear themselves with blood and they yeah. uh, <laughs> ass fuck over a fire, I mean, maybe I that's not appropriate. I myself for getting Quidditch right. I wasn't sure if I was going to say it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you get smug about your own? It was pretty. I just want to give it up for me. Give it up for me, real quick. For uh, I saw half of one I movie. Know, but I nailed the Quidditch yeah. thing. I nailed it. This week on Jonah's podcast, yeah. give it up for me. Give it up for me. Jonah talks about some things that he probably should have known and then takes credit for. Yeah, exactly. And the things I didn't say. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Sometimes. Hey guys, how about all the times I didn't back over an old lady? Yeah. <laughs> hey Barb, what about all the times I didn't wear a tutu to school? No one ever brings those up. <laughs> so what else are you? So Dumb and Dumber's coming out. Dumb and soon, Dumber's coming out this Friday. And you're really funny in it. And uh, nice. in uh, and there's a recurring gag. That I fucking love. That I don't want to spoil, but it's a good gag. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you liked it. That, that means a lot. Uh, yeah, it was a fun movie. Uh, Jim and Jeff were back as Harry and Lloyd, and it's 20 years to the day the first one came out. No, no that's way. Weird. Does that cut like a knife or what? That's, 20 years. Fuck. That's strange. 20. Guys, we're all gonna, to the day the we're first all gonna one die came. someday. Yeah. It's over, guys. <laughs> yeah. This is it. This is a farewell podcast. You're going to school assemblies. <laughs> Wait, right. so so it came out in '94. Um, then what came out in '74? That if like they had a sequel in '94, would have blown us away. Well, like, you know what did come out in '74, and it's not related, but Young Frankenstein. 
came out. That was 74. Jesus. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. When you start doing the backwards math. Yeah, that's that's the weird part. Because it's like in 94, they're like, Young Frankenstein 2. Everyone went, fuck you. (laughs) But for some reason, Dumb and Dumb 2, everyone's like, yes. (laughs) Well, they tried. What was 54? 54. Uh, Marty? Marty. Was that Marty? 55, maybe. I don't know. But it was roughly 20 years. Thank you. Yes. Um, (laughs) Well, they didn't give it up for Rob. Actually, they did do it. They did sort of do a sequel to Young Frankenstein. It, it was. It was. I think it was more of a tonal sequel. They did um, Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother, uh, <laughs> which was right. not. I love it. Which was not not good. Not good. Mm-mm. No bummer. No, because it it's a great same. premise. Yeah, and it's it's Gene Wilder, and it's and, and it, it it just does. And and I know at the time they were probably like, well, this is the same kind of. Well, oh, that was after the split, right? After like Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks stopped working together. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Because they got into like a lot of fights on Young Frankenstein or whatever came in second. Blazing Saddles or Young Blazing. Frankenstein? Well, they were the same year. They were the same so year. I think it was 74. But I guess like they just they started getting into more and more arguments about stuff. Well, that's a lot to work together in one year. Yeah. You need a break. Yeah, that's true. Especially when you got creative juggernauts going at it. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right oh, you my God. Time. A movie like that yeah. just doesn't. How do you. It's not possible anymore. You don't think so? I know it's possible. I just say that. But it's, <laughs> and it's you see also the mural at the Fox lot. No, they have a. They had a Mel Brooks day on the Fox lot. They have one. You know how they have that like Star Wars mural on the mm-hmm. side of one of the sound stages. Now there's a huge young Frankenstein mural oh. and with like Mel Brooks off to the side, and they have like, a plaque there. Yeah, I love it, that. I've only seen pictures of it, but it's fucking gorgeous. It's huge. You know, we're just getting to the place where I mean. Not everyone, but we in our lives where it's just harder and harder to be surprised by something. And we're not getting those first experiences anymore. Like when you first saw Young Frankenstein, we were young and just hadn't seen. I mean, of course, America hadn't either really seen anything like it. But it's just so many things. It's just harder and harder to be surprised. Uh, You're right. And I remember when Dumb and Dumber came out, the first one in 94. it It was such a wonderful uh, I don't know, like you said, uh, uh, something fresh, something you hadn't seen, but characters you hadn't yeah. seen before yeah. and, and taken to such extremes and doing such clearly stupid stuff. So it had a slapsticky, but at the same time, very funny, original feel to it. Um, yeah, so, and, and I don't, you know, look, this one, um, as far as Dumb and Dumber 2 goes, uh, you know, it's a laugher. I think it la- yeah. you, you'll laugh throughout the whole thing. So I think they did a good job, you know, taking 20 years off and coming back. I you know, they, they misspelled job. 2 in the title. Did anyone mention that? One of the R's is kind of fucked up, yeah, too. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't uh, know. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's part of the joke, guys. I don't know if you... You think bad, you think bad spelling is a joke? I mean, you know the education... <laughs> know, yeah, it's, it's funny because it's sad. I mean, it's funny because it's sad. If your daughter brought home a yeah, report okay. card and she got an F because she spelled 2-T-O and yeah. it wasn't the correct usage, yeah. would you laugh at that? Yeah, what if the F was backwards? I mean, Seriously. Of course I wouldn't laugh. You're going to have to come down on her yeah. because that's how the world works. I, I feel like you're reading way too much into it. I mean, I think it was a joke. I think two T yeah. was a joke. That illiteracy is a joke, Rob. Oh, boy. Here yeah, we go. They you know, can I actually say, I bet most people, because of the just because of the internet basically shows you that most people don't know how to spell. Yes. Most people probably don't know. Well, I've talked about this too. The, the Twitter police, the Twitter police were out there on me. Yeah. Because I remember putting out something about. Oh, uh, it's Dumb two zero. Right? Nice try, Dunsky. It's two <laughs> And I'm like, actually, you're don't go see the movie because you're an idiot yeah. and you wouldn't get it. Actually, it's T. <laughs> actually, it's T T O. No, it's just T O. Yeah. It's yeah. just T O. Uh, for our purposes. For our purposes. Um, but what else are you? What else are you working on? Uh, well, Fox NFL pregame show. I do little bits on that. What's that like? 
That's fun. It really is. It's kind of, it's, uh, I'm on the hook every week for a two-minute sketch. Um, but it has to be PG, and I mean hard PG. Right. Not PG-13. Right. PG. <laughs> and it has to be football-centric. Mm-hmm. And I can't talk about any of the bad stuff going on in the NFL. <laughs> so... so the lane is narrow, my friend. <laughs> it is a very narrow lane. And, you know, 22... Betty weeks... White, go long. Well, that's yeah. all we got. Yeah. Thanks. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> here, are my, here are my picks. It'll take her about two minutes to get to the other end of the field. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, you know, and it's 22 weeks in a row. You know, there's no, wow. there's no break. You know, you just got to come up with it every week. Jeez. But at the same time, it's... Fun, you know. I get to write a sketch, and 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 I work with Bennett Weber, who's a wonderful writer, and Chris Peasy, who's the producer. The three of us, uh, it's just the three of us, and every week we come up with something and and create it, and uh, and uh, we have fun doing it. So it's good. It's good. Do you call him uh, uh, Easy Peasy? I do. I call him Easy Peasy, Greasy Peasy, uh, Nice Peasy, Nice and Peasy, Squeeze My Peasy. <laughs> All, anything that goes with PZ. Then you should call Bennett Bennett Stephen Weber. I don't know why. I, I like it. Yeah, I, I will. A different nickname. I, anytime there. I can squeeze Stephen Weber into anything, <laughs> count on it. I actually did. I did a tiny little arc on Wilfred, uh, and Stephen Weber was on during oh, that nice. time. So I actually got to work with Stephen Weber yeah. during that time. Yeah. He's funny, Judd, and he's got a great. He's got a great. What, did he kind of backed off Twitter a little bit? Yeah, though? he's not. He's not tweeting as much anymore. Not he, did, he, he had a Twitter fever when I was around him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was all about. Oh, he's oh. hilarious. And then he was trying to hook and jab with you, and I'd be like, I, Stephen, I don't want to do a Twitter <laughs> fight. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I have no interest in Twitter fighting. And then you just send out salvos like, "Suck it, Riggle." Yeah, and I'd be like, "I didn't say anything <laughs> I to don't, you. Like, I, I don't have a problem here." And the people, people would write in and go, "You got smoked, Riggle. <laughs> <laughs> don't even get up, bro." And I'd be like, "I don't know what you're talking." About <laughs> no one to stay down. Yeah, I was like, I didn't start. I don't have any fight in this. And by the way, I don't know if telling someone to suck it is really a. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah, the, it's kind of a general burn. That's not, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not even a deep cut. That's not a knockout punch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's just a that's just a chest bump at yeah, best. At best, it's a, <laughs> it's a parting middle finger. It's. <laughs> <laughs> It really doesn't care much. <laughs> That's not the. And then uh, I wouldn't give. I wouldn't engage. And I think he, got, he he was kind of you know baffled by that. He'd be like, "All right, I guess I guess you hate me." I'm like, well, "No, I I just don't see the point in trying to have a." You know, this entire thing's on your side, right, from start to finish. <laughs> right. I literally, I was like. I don't know where I'm going wrong here. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> I find there's a certain, and I don't mean this of Stephen Weber, but in general, I feel like I've been noticing a lot of people lately who clearly start stuff, and then when you're like, all right, let's do this, they're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> We're here because of what you said out of nothing. Yeah. Watch the signals, bro. <laughs> Because you're sending some hardcore signals here. <laughs> I'm bad at that. I'm bad at not knowing the uh, the the jab, like the friendly jab over the insulting remark. Yeah, I, you know the, the art of the art of of shit talk. It, it is an art. It's an art form. I think, especially for guys, because you have to know how to give a hard time without crossing lines. Yeah. Um, and I found this in my fantasy football league. There are there are guys that grew up around other guys that know how to. Engage with a little banter, but not make it personal. Not, yeah. not talk about spouses or children yeah. or, wives or mothers. <laughs> right. You know, those, that's what, what? 
And then there are guys that have no concept of how <laughs> right. to play with other guys. <laughs> right. And I found that out in my fantasy league because I, I remember the first game I was like, all right, suckers, stand by for the ass whooping of a lifetime, you know, <laughs> just as a general fuck you salvo. That's a, that's a blanket is, that's of, a, yeah. That's a good initial offering. Yeah. That is a cork on the end of the sword. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And it comes back with, I'm going to bang your mother, Riggle. You know, <laughs> slow your roll. What the fuck are you talking he about? He knows her name. That's crazy <laughs> yeah. talk. Yeah, you that, know? yeah. Well, there's some. Learn you know, how to do this. There's some people that you should just like. Sarcasm is a is a large battle axe that they do not know how to wield, and will yeah. end up breaking everything and killing everyone near yeah. them. This like, you know, it's it it is like a hey there, what what's up there, monkey pants? And then someone's like, hey, is that why your wife cheated on you? Yeah. Whoa, yeah, exactly. hey, why whoa, why do we go from A to yeah. F? Yeah. I told you that in confidence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're my friend. <laughs> Just like that guy who banged your wife. No, no, why would yeah. you stop already? I'm begging you. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> yeah. I want a guy try. Uncle, <laughs> yes, you fucked your uncle too. Please, oh. I'm begging you. Growing up, a guy tried to be like, it's like, uh, you know, did the like, he's like, yeah, I fucked your mother last night. And I was like, I was like, no, you didn't. You don't know my mom. Why? And he's like, J- f- f- <laughs> fuck you, fucking faggot. Yeah, I, 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 no, I'm sure I've, I'm sure I've said this before, but the the best one was, uh, and I think its origin is. Mike Furman. I think Mike. I think this was the Mike Furman defense, which I ended up using a couple times, and it it always was great because they never. Because if someone says that, they're already kind of a. They're they're already kind of not all. Yeah, yeah. they're not super sharp. Right. So when you hit them, if someone goes, uh, "Hey, I told you, fucking mom," I'm like. Hey, that's great. Listen, as long as she comes, you know, it's like she's my mom and I love her. I just want to make sure she has an orgasm. You don't, my mom doesn't come, then we have a problem. And they're always like, I don't, uh, you can't take all my gross, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. I want to fuck your mom. Why not? She's beautiful. Yeah. She can cook. She's amazing. She's a good lady. She's She's a good woman. Yeah, you should be so lucky. I would, but it's weird, so you have to. Yeah, you have to. (laughs) Tell me about it, new dad. Uh, uh, but do you find that you have to find that too though in in whenever you go out and about i mean do you find that social norms or social people don't understand social cues anymore Mm -hmm. or or i don't know there used to just be a people just kind of got it i feel like more and more people just don't get it socially i get i get so many people who come up and First thing, and you know, most, and now I'm going to preface this by saying the majority of people who want to engage with me on, in, out on the street are very nice and wonderful. Yeah. So that being said, there are a handful of people who come up and they go, not funny. In, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like not to fight me as just offering a critique, like uh, not funny in the goods. I didn't appreciate the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just trying to keep it real. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to be real with you. Like I needed that. Like I yeah. needed their yeah. critique needed or their approval down. or their notes. Yeah. Uh, and it is I, weird. And I can't lose it. I can't go, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. What I have to do is go, hey, all right, dynamite. Good yeah. Noted. I have to put a smile on it and walk <laughs> yeah. away. But just know, if you ever come up and do that to me on the street, I hate you. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't, you know, fortunately, people are very nice uh, I, I, but I have had that. I have had that before. One guy did come up to me. Uh, I, I after I, I wrote a book a couple years ago, and after it came out, this guy came up and he was like, and I was with a group of people, and he came up and he was drunk at a conference in San Francisco, and he goes, uh, "Hey, I read your book. I mean, 
I mean, you know, come on. You, you got to know. You know, I mean, you know, come on. It was, you know, not great. Jesus. And That's I, what he gives yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you supposed And by the way, what does he think you're supposed to do with that? Well, yeah. I, I totally, uh, I, 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 I truth sauced him and I was like, oh, you know, you're, you're drunk and, and you're rude and I don't appreciate you coming up. And, and then he was like, you had the, but see, you're smart. Come on. And you have good emotional intelligence because in that moment, I'm too Midwestern. I'm too, I would have been like. I'm really sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Sometimes, a lot of turd he gave me. A lot of times, a lot of times, I would be that way. Like, oh yeah, no worries, you know. Like, yeah. it's not, not for everyone. That's totally fine. But that's some nice boundaries. I think, Chris. I think I think there was something about him being. <laughs> I think there was something about him sort of like being obnoxious and drunk that just activated something in me. And I and I was like, oh, this completely gives me the green light to not let the guy off the hook. So I wasn't aggressive, but I was just like, yeah, that's really that's a rude thing to say to someone. And no one asked you to come up here, and you know, like you didn't have to come over Good here. Good for yeah. you. That's and, uh, and it was cool. Like it was kind of a cool. And then he just sort of he left, kind of like, ha, ah, come on. I mean, <laughs> you know, it was it was really but good it was, for you it was very because yeah. I I wish I had that uh, ability to be in the moment and react in a very honest way like that. I well, but I don't. I always go okay. Yeah, I'm well, kind of the same way. There's something about people who think that. And listen, I don't need everyone to like what I do. Exactly. I don't care. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. You, don't so like it. You. That's fine. But some people don't understand. They're like, oh, you can't handle honesty. It's like. No one asked you, you know, like, <laughs> I don't, honesty is, what did you think of this? I didn't like yeah. it. Fine. Yeah. Honesty is not, hey, guy, I don't yeah. know that I'm just coming up to you. Your fucking face is dumb. Yeah. Just I, honest. Just I don't like the, I don't like the comparison stuff that people do nowadays, too. It's like they have to let you know that, like, when I was, like, at that festival over the weekend, it's like I was signing a thing for a kid, and then, like, he, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, you're really funny, man. I was like, oh, wow, thanks. He's like, he's like not as funny as Kumail. And I go, cool. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> again, again, yeah. so it's that thing where what do you want me to do with that? Yeah. I well, I honestly think, how do you want me to react? I think wanna... some people, I, I actually think sometimes, ironically, it comes from a good place in that yeah. he feels comfortable enough with you and feels like he knows you like a friend because he's watched you or listened to you so much. And he's, sometimes I think people say something. To kind of knock you down so they don't feel like they're just kissing your ass and yeah. that they're trying yeah. to be real with you. So I actually weirdly don't think it's always no, you're from right. a douchey you're right. place. But that's, but that's, why, that's why I go back to... They just don't know that they're not your friends the, for real. They don't have the social skill exactly. sets, though, right, to yeah. navigate those waters. I, yeah. But you're right. You're right. There is that. Def- but I've had people come up and go, hey, Riggle, you're not fat anymore. <laughs> As a compliment. And I'm like... I, well, you were a fucking yeah. blimp for a yeah. while there, buddy. They go, they go, keep it up. Yeah. So it's like they're being positive, but I'm like, yeah, okay, well, okay. The, yeah. I, think, I think also, in your particular case... You play a lot of characters who are kind of dicks. Oh, they're huge. And so, I, yeah, I get so that. So I think a lot of actual dicks connect with those characters, <laughs> and so they want to like they. It's like them giving it back to you. Like they're yeah. bond, they're bonding with you. Yeah. Like you're dick hey, bonding. Bro. Hey, bro. Yeah. Like that. I know. We know each other. We know yeah. each other. We know each other. Yeah. Fucked your mom. <laughs> I don't know you. you know? I, I think yeah. you're right about. That. I do think you're right about that because I do see a lot of people out there too that. Uh, Look at me, and I because I remind them of the bully. Right, I remind them of the bully they lived with on whatever block they're from, and so I think they. That's why they also want to make sure they let me know that (laughs) times have changed. Well, (laughs) (laughs) not afraid of you anymore. I don't know you. I don't. I never met you, sir. Yeah, Posein. Posein used to talk about that when he was on. 
uh, just shoot me. Like people, like a guy came up to him in Vegas, was just like started going like eh. Eh, eh. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, you irritate people on TV, so I'm irritating you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why he started wearing like those like hats that kind of covered his face. That's oh. really fucking... That's, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> what a strange mission that guy was on. <laughs> Here it is. It's well, that, time. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's all kinds out there. Some very, very well, also, creepy customers. It, it, I think <laughs> creepy customers is the best <laughs> description of like what it was. It? Random weirdos. Creepy. Creepy, creepy customer. customers. Creepy customers. Hey, well, you're a real creepy well, customer, aren't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> but I think it's also because you come across very confidently, and so I think sometimes people it may, it empowers them to like think like I gotta I gotta knock this yeah. I gotta knock this oaf down a peg. That's you right. Know? Yeah. I get, and I, I I that's where it comes from. I do I do think that the the because I had I had some lady the other day approach me. Uh, I was at a charity event. And she came up and she goes, I don't know who you are, but my friend thinks you're big shit. That's my favorite. My My aunt did that to him at my wedding. (laughs) And then slapped him in the head. She did. Yes. I thought we weren't going to talk about that anymore. (laughs) It's it's been a year. It's been a while. Yeah. And so she, she, oh, I want to hear about this, but well, she, so this, it just in a nutshell, she was, I think she was drunk. Okay. Allegedly, allegedly, she was, allegedly, allegedly, she allegedly. Uh, drank a lot of booze yeah. and what it was, it was in retrospect, it's a hilarious story because it was one of those stories where it's like when someone gets in your face and they go, uh, you're upset because I don't know who you are. I'm like, I, I really don't. I mean, and it went on for like an hour of me going, she, she kept finding me and like, I know you're mad because I don't know who you are. I go, I really don't. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't bother me. In the I least. I don't mind. Yeah. In the least. And, but then what you are kind of bothered about is like a drunk person is wagging their finger in my face. Yeah. And that's kind of bothering me. But then it's being mistranslated as, you know, yes, you, no. I don't. You're you, upset. I don't. You're upset. Yeah. And so yeah. for some, <laughs> for some reason. you're in a know-it situation. You don't know yeah. what to do. Yeah. And it's, it's Jonah's so aunt. And it's at his wedding. <laughs> and so ah. I'm just trying to be like super like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's totally really cool yeah. you know and then <laughs> and we devote an entire podcast episode to this so i think and we called it aunt heard, slappy and she, and she heard it too yeah afterwards you're like guys we probably shouldn't talk about this yeah, anymore yeah, yeah. but here we are now it's later and then, so at, at a certain point in the night i don't know what inspired this she fucking hauled off and like <laughs> whacked me like across the side of the face and the head did people react did, did well her did husband go, oh. was there and he was just kind of like okay let's just go over here yeah and then that like that I I snapped, but not in a way where I really said anything. Where I I just think I was just like I'm leaving because I just didn't want to make a scene of course. or anything. Yeah. You got uh, you got to well fight or flight. You got to go. I, fl- yeah, I flew. Yeah. You had to. And then and then her takeaway from that was like he was upset because I didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that she That's so yeah. unfair. Yeah. It's so unfair. When I heard about it the next day, I tweeted my uncle, who's like a real mellow dude, like you know, yeah. like you know, first twelve well, years of his life in Hawaii, then he moved to Santa Cruz. So okay. real mellow dude, but. Then like I said, hey, did uh, did uh, Aunt Heidi like <laughs> slap my friend slash boss? Uh, and he was like, yeah, she has fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just having fun. <laughs> Just having fun. Oh, uh, but those are those are the hardest ones. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't. And but but I feel, you know, at this point, 
I, I feel no responsibility. In, in most cases, I will try to caretake people. Yeah. And if they come up and if they're nervous or whatever, sure. or, or yeah. even even if they're like, I don't like you, it's like, hey, cool, no problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. A lot of different flavors make yeah. up the. That's, you don't exactly. like that stuff. That's okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's I'm not stuff. for everyone. I guess I'm not for right everyone. Now. Yeah. But when it comes to drunk people in my face, I'm very much like. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't deserve this. Yeah, I'm not gonna listen to I this. Yeah, I didn't yeah, do anything I, to you. Yeah. I didn't do a thing to you. And forgive me for trying to entertain you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forgive me. My biggest sin was trying to entertain you. I'm yeah. sorry if you hate me for that. Yeah. But that lady came up and she was all about that. She was. She was. I don't know who you are. And she. I think she might have had one foot in the bag too. Oh uh, you know? yeah. And she was. I don't know who you are, but I guess you're big shit because my friend wants to have a picture with you. So I was like, I was like, uh, that'd be fine. I'd love to take a picture, no problem. You know, take the picture. And then she just had to keep reminding me that she yeah. didn't know who I was. Yeah. Then she goes, but then she came back, and I, you know, that on the reapproach where you're like, oh god, please don't let this happen. Yeah. She goes back. She goes, well, apparently you're in this thing, and she goes, I don't. I guess I saw it. I don't remember it. Just. Constantly reminding that's where you. Me. That's where you that's run. That's where you Benson. run to her apartment, grab her cat by the throat, hold it in front <laughs> of her, snap its neck, yeah. and go. You know who I am now. And you'll never forget <laughs> me. Never gonna forget me. And then you just don't blink. Yeah. And you just throw the cat at her. Yeah, but and 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 we don't have a choice because we can't fight. We can't fight. No. Well, so no. that's out of the. Ta- that's off the table. So the, what can we do? Fly. Well, there's so yeah. that's no, why we're always to, fleeing the scene. There's people no, are like, yeah. there's he no stayed for about two yeah. seconds. Oh yeah, look at the big shot. Yeah, can't yeah. hang out with there's, us. There's, he's big time with us. Yeah, he can't yeah. even stick around. There's the guy no from the thing, I think. Unless someone like gets physical with you first, there's yeah. no benefit to engaging. Yep. it's never gonna play out. Like even if you do, even if even if you are able to uh, best someone. Yeah. In the fisticuffs, <laughs> it doesn't. You're still engaged, and you still have to. It's still a thing. And nothing you, good can come. Nothing from that. good comes of it. Nothing. So the best thing you can do is just sort of be a politician about it and be like, "Well, I'm sorry you feel that way." But that's and, and then leave them. And you know, also the mature thing to do is just. Leave them with their bullshit because they're clearly not happy. That's it. And they just want to infect you with bullshit. And if you don't, then they're left with it. Totally. Because it's their projection. Right. It's their misery being projected onto you. That's all. So I'm with you. Leave them in their... To bask in their own... But what is it about like being in comedy that makes people so upset that like... It's like that... It's like... Comedy's very personal. And when you're making fun of things, you're going out on a limb and then they can... Like you can really offend... No, but not even that. Like it's like... You know, we've all been in the situation where someone's like, oh, he's like a comedian. Uh And then people go, oh, yeah. Like it's like they don't go, oh, that's great. Well, comedy's a very (laughs) self-indulgent pursuit. Yeah, exactly. But also, um, I think... uh, you know, I, I don't have any problem if someone says, you know, very re- calmly and even respectfully, like, you know, I just didn't really care for that thing or it's just not my style or, you know, I don't really understand it. Like, no problem. And we can either talk about it or I respect that you have that opinion. Yeah. But when people are insulting and you're like, hey, you know, <laughs> like, it's not – that doesn't mean that you can't take criticism. It just right. means you can't take well, no, someone I, being fucking rude. And I agree with you I because I'm, I'm an audience member too. You know, yeah, that's how exactly. I view my, I'm an audience member too. And there's some styles of comedy and there's some comedians that here's the thing. I respect all comedy because I know I'm on the other side and I, I know how hard it can be and stuff. But so I respect all of it, but something I prefer other flavors over other flavors, right. you know, yeah. and, that, and that should be everybody. So I get that aspect of it. What I hate though, is that we are forced into being politicians, you know, because as comedians, we should let it roll. We should tell people to suck it. And, you know, and if they want, you know, if they want to engage, whatever. but I find that it's getting harder and harder to do that. I find myself being very, very political. And well, all just, my tweets are very political. Yeah, like, I, would, yeah. I, you know, I just get to the point where I'm like, 
Have a good day. Yeah. Well, because leave it alone. How many times do you like like type something out and then just delete it? Yeah. Like, nah, I don't want to deal with whatever comes you have after. To ask, you have to ask yourself: Is everything that follows going to be worth it? Yeah. And it's usually never worth yeah. your time and your energy. Yeah. You just sort of let someone kind of do their own thing. I I, I had a fun one. With uh, it was sort of like people correcting you for yeah. with Dumb and Dumber Two, yeah. was on the show last week. Just I don't know, I was just being silly, and I I said Oregon because it just it was just a fun way to say it, just yeah, like you yeah. would say Los Angeles. Yes, bunch of tweets. Yo, bro, no one ever taught you how to say Oregon. I'm like, all right, it was a joke. Wow. I was just being silly. That's so fatiguing, though. It's fatiguing because yeah. then it gets in your head. Because then the next time you come down the road and you're feeling playful, yeah, and you want to do something playful, yeah, you know, you just go, yeah, it's not worth it. I won't yeah, do it. Shit. Yeah. You know? Or you have to tune everything out and just say, suck it. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it this way. And uh, you know, you want to pipe in, pipe in. I've gotten very good at ignoring and blocking. Yeah, ignoring and blocking. That's yeah. all I do. Because you know, any ounce of hate, I'm just like, well, I, you don't need to follow. Then you don't need to, you know, go away. Yeah. You know that could. Have, I'm going to pitch you a sports sketch. Lay it down. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> you basically start describing all these things uh, of like blocking and tackling, and where, or like what what do you think what do you think is happening? And then it's re- you think you're talking about the football game, but it's revealed that you're actually just dealing with your own Twitter feed. <laughs> I love it, and you're, you're not referring to the game, the football at all. I love it. You're just obsessed with your own yes. with your own Twitter. Feed. I have wanted to do a sketch for a while though that did involve Twitter somehow, and just post some of the tweets that we get. Oh, or you nice. could do, but at the same time, I don't. Here's the thing: like I'll retweet sometimes, but I won't put their handle, their address. Because I don't want them, because what they want, that's what they want. That's what they want. Yeah. They want me to retweet their thing, saying something terrible, to get the reaction. So I won't put their handle on there. I'll just retweet, and I'll put in quotes what they nice. said. And then they write, people will write back and go, hey, man, don't you know how to RT? Don't you know? I'm like, uh, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. Actually, if you want to fuck with them even more, retweet them, but just get their name wrong by one letter. <laughs> that fucking make them so mad. Because, well, yeah, because they're dying for that. They're dying yeah. for the attention. Yeah. They're dying for the attention. I like that. There could, there could be sort of a fun, like, Twitter play-by-play thing where you're, it's like, it's like, here's the offensive and here's the defensive line, and then you kind of do the, the chart. Oh, yeah. The inner chart. Come on. Come on. This stuff. I don't know anything just... about sports, but I, I do know. I do know. <laughs> X's and O's. I know X's and O's. <laughs> there you go. Well, I know drawing on a screen. There you go. Uh, is John Madden still doing stuff? No. Oh. I think he's retired. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he retired from appearing on game video game boxes. <laughs> That's it. No more. That's why we like the last like couple years he was even around. Yeah, well he's so you know, he he's a very large man and he's so animated. Yeah. Um and he was always angry on the sidelines when he was coaching, you know, he was just this big animated character, so I hope he's wherever he is. I hope he's just resting and being calm. Yeah, just finally relaxing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and enjoying something. Well, that is a. Uh, I mean, for, aside from the players sort of having a a rough go after they retire, mm-hmm. of just getting you know knocked oh, yeah. around all the time. God. But even if you're just on the sidelines, I would imagine the emotional strain. Yeah, because they're invested. You know, they're invested heart and soul. Those yeah. coaches. You know, and. Uh, you know, winning and losing determines whether or not you have a job. So, I mean, the stakes it couldn't be higher for them. Besides just being comp- like probably very naturally competitive and wanting to and win. type A personalities, right, and, you know, yeah. driven and, oh, and they thrive on the competition. They need it almost like lifeblood. So yeah, I imagine these guys are wired very tight. Someone was trying to explain to me once. It was recently they were saying um, 
because it was about. Uh, I got my mom tickets to the UCLA game because one of the UCLA games because she's huge, loves college football. Oh, nice! And uh, someone was saying to me, "Yeah, you know UCLA has some of the most amazing players they've ever had, but they're not winning the way they should be because something's happening in the coaching." And I don't understand that. Like, yeah. if the players are good, why? Like, what is it about how they're not being directed? And this is just because I don't understand how the game works. But do, does that make any sense? Yeah, to you? yeah, sure. You can have a, you can have the the greatest players in the world, but if they're not working together as a unit, you know, because everybody has responsibilities on the field. Mm-hmm. If they're being coached uh, in a way where the coaches, because you know, you have backfield coaches, you have line coaches, you have all these different coaches, and and. If they're giving the wrong messages or they're not making the team gel, um, then uh, you're going get, to get less results. You're yeah. going to get uh, less return on investment. If you That's like, like a conductor for a symphony. Yeah. It's like it's up to them to kind of like make the entire you know, orchestra be a unit. I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. Or a director for like, – like, like, let's see. Like you're in TV, right? So like a director for a television show, mm-hmm. if one of those elements – the television? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, but those are, but those it's like are, you know when you see those movies. are excellent analogies. Yeah. they really are because a director or a, a, um, a conductor, any of the any of those folks, they, they're trying to make it, it all come a really together. Dumb question. <laughs> mm. Yes. No, 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 no not at all. Let me uh, let me just flip the gears in this bike so I can backpedal out of here. <laughs> no, it was a good question. And we came up with some pretty good analogies. Yeah, we just said, hey, hey, you're doing great. I should just I should just sit down and watch a football game once and really try to understand. Maybe Chris should give it up for himself sometimes. I'm no Jonah Ray. I can't just <laughs> pat myself on the back willy You're sure nilly. not. But you got to give it up for me for trying to make you feel better. <laughs> wow. He found, nice. he found a way. He found a way. And Na- God bless him for Nature doing that, John. That was, that was gold. Nature found Man. a way. You got to try it when you got my low self-esteem, friend. <laughs> you got to tell other people out loud how much you like <laughs> yourself. Otherwise, how are you going to believe it? How am I going to believe it? How am I going to convince myself otherwise? How? How? Uh, what else has been going on? Uh, man, what else? Are you, has doing, been any going? Other, are you doing any live local shows? Are you doing anything at UCB or anything? I, I still do shows over at the UCB. You um, weren't at the opening night thing, were you? Yeah, yeah. You were? Yeah. yeah. I think it was hard to see anybody there. Yeah, well, I got there early. I, I mean, I got there like at 5 30, and oh. then I, I stayed till about 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I was like, I got to go. I saw, uh, but I it saw was pictures like a huge, from like four in the morning. Yeah, but it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People were still uh, doing it. But I, you know, I still do shows at the UCB over on Franklin, uh, the Facebook show with Rob Hubel and Paul Shear and Jack McBrayer and Seth Morris. Uh, we all were a group together back in New York at UCB there. What a dream team. They were yeah, good guys. What was your group called? Uh, Respecto Maltabon. Oh, you were Respecto Maltabon. Yeah. Was Donna in that too? Yes, Donna yeah. Fineglass and Daniel Snyder. And, and uh, uh, the director-writer guy. He wrote, no, he wrote Old School, wasn't he in it? Um, What's his name? Scott Armstrong. Yeah, Scott Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. No, he was in... Um, God, I should know this. It's not, oh. it's not Mother. Maybe it was Mother. No, her ba- it was... Her uh, baby a chuckle. Was it Robin Williams? No, it wasn't Robin Williams. Because was it like a group called Robin Williams? Oh. Um, no, it wasn't Robin Williams. I thought it was Mother. Could have been Mother. Maybe I'm wrong on I that. Think, uh, John Daly was in that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get a... Text from Scott saying, you jerk, it oh, was fuck this. Yeah. How did you forget this? <laughs> I fucked your mom. What? Hey, come hold on. Yeah. This is crazy. I just, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice lady. Why would you? Why do you have to drag her? 
chance. <laughs> but yeah, so on Wednesday nights, Wednesday nights at 9.30, if I'm in town, uh, I'll be there uh, doing that show. I can't get enough. I, I love improv. It's, it's part of, it's lifeblood, you know, you got to. Got to get out there and do it whenever yeah. you can. I'm starting back up. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Taking a little refresher. It's been years, but I did this show recently where it was like it's called Stand Up versus Improv, where it's like like stand ups do a set, uh-huh. uh, or no, like improvisers do like a little scene, yeah. uh, then the stand ups do a set, then the improvisers do some stand up, okay. and then the comics from the show come and do improv. Oh wow! And it's uh, it's at it's at UCB, and it was like I was like kind of like I was like ah stand up was fine, and then like I did the improv scene. With like Maria Bamford and uh, uh, another guy, and uh, it was just so much fun. Right, give and it up like, for you, huh? No, no, I was just saying. <laughs> uh, you know, that's to, how I was, that's how I was just trying to go out on a limb. And that's how I uh, that's how I ended up starting in, in stand up. Was back in New York uh, when I was on the Daily Show. Um, I used to drag uh, John Oliver because we shared an office together. I used to drag him down to UCB on Sunday nights to do Ask Cat with me. Yeah, and you know he he's a he's a great comedian and he's a funny guy, so he knows his way around a bit. Yeah, but he's not necessarily you know he didn't really have any improv training. He's Should just, I be yes anding this? <laughs> that's it. That's now, it. but he's sharp enough that he knows. You know, he's yeah, yeah. He can. Rip. He knows comedy, so we, he would come down and do that, and and he would go, okay, now you got to come do stand up with me. And I'm like, I, I don't know anything about stand up. I don't, you know, I don't do it. I don't do it. Yeah. And so he was like, well, I'm going down to the slipper room or the piano room or whatever, you know, any of these rooms. Down, down and I'm doing some sets and you're coming with me and you're going to tell a three minute story. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I went down and that's how I started building a set was wow. I would just kind of go with him around town and I would tell a five minute story or tell a three minute story. Some of it would be true and some of it I'd make up and you know, and then yeah. we just, I just kept building and building and building and eventually I got built up a set. That's so awesome. I give uh, John Oliver a lot of credit. By the way, how great is he doing on oh. his show? That show is fucking incredible. It's so great. He's such a good guy. He even sent me a text today saying happy veterans day. He's a good man. Oh man. He's a good man. I was such a, I was such an idiot because I, you know, when he left to go to HBO and then Colbert announced, I was like, oh, he could have had that slot. You know, he's going to go to HBO. He's going to be there just on an island because it's just his show. He's yeah. going to be out there by himself. How's he going to get a not? And then immediately, show's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. It, he has a strong voice. He really yeah. does. And, and you, you didn't, I don't, you know, as a correspondent, you know, it's, it's John's show. You're, you know, you play your part. You do your thing. I don't think people realized, oh, this, you know, yeah. John Oliver's got... Some opinions and some, and he's got something to say. He's great. I it's really like John. And like the writing on it is so sharp because it kind of does that thing that South Park does, where like they tackle an issue, but mm-hmm. they t- they talk about all the different you know aspects of it, sure. all the different sides and all the people's opinions. And he still has his opinion there yeah. and his voice. Yeah. But like he still like with respect shows how other people could think otherwise about certain sure. issues, and it's fucking yeah. great. Well, anytime you can present something uh, fair and funny. You're gonna yeah, win. That's it. And I that's think that's what he does. Yeah. I think he does a great job of it. Yeah, I have, I uh, have a lot of respect for him. He's, yeah. he's and he's just a good man in general too. Yeah. So is there a is there a specific type of show that you would ever want to do? If someone's like, here's your own show. What do you what do you want? I would love to do, um, uh, you know, a, a narr um, a narrative piece. You know, like yeah. you know, scripted mm-hmm. uh, comedy. I think that would make me very happy. Um, I'm working on a show right now uh, uh, with Steve Healy. Uh, for uh, for Fox, so we'll see what happens. And nice. yeah, we'll see. I'm excited about it. But uh, yeah, I I, uh, I just I I like being a comedic actor, and any any opportunity I get to do that, I'm going to jump at it. 
Are you? Uh, do you prefer? Well, you know, it's a state of like if you do prefer a movie or TV. Like t- a lot of TV shows are essentially shot like movies now, so it's yeah. sort of like. Does it really matter where people? Yeah, because the single camera world now, you really it does feel like you know yeah. uh, you're shooting a film, especially because you're still you're working twelve hour days. You know the, the, the these single camera shows, man they they grind it out. Yeah, their seasons are long and hard. And I've been fortunate enough to do single camera shows uh, and also multicam studios. You know on sets, and you know when I did the multicam show, you know we showed up at ten a.m. And we were wrapped by three, Jeez. and we were all you know. I even felt guilty. I'd kind of loiter around the, the, the set. Do you <laughs> anything? Should I, I clean up? Clean? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, those because I, I felt like I shouldn't leave yet. I, I it, it was too easy. Uh, and then you know you go do a, a single camera show, and you're you're there for twelve hours, and it's it's exhausting. Oof. And then you come back the next day for twelve hours, and then the next day for twelve hours, yeah. and shoot it a uh, bunch of different ways. <laughs> exactly. So it's uh, but anyway, I I. I uh, yeah, film or television. I uh, I just want to be a working actor. Um, do you? Do you? I would imagine you still. Do you not have to audition for stuff anymore? Do people just offer you stuff at this point? I, lately, I've been getting offers. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's nice. It's really nice. But um, it's really nice because I'm a terrible audition. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a shitty audition. And it's so funny. I remember one time. I was sitting there lamenting that I had to go audition. You know, I was like, oh, I got this audition. And I forget where I was, but Busy Phillips was yeah. there and she was awesome. She goes, I love to audition. And I remember thinking, what the, what? Nobody loves to audition. And I just, I don't know what it was, but her confidence, she goes, I love to audition. I love going in there and kicking ass and da, 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 da. And I remember thinking, God, that's so the right attitude yeah. to have. <laughs> what? I am such a douche. I sit around and lament that I have to go audition. I, I my whole mindset was wrong. So I, I kind of recalibrated based on that conversation and I don't even know if she knows that, that she had that effect on me. But I, I remember thinking, she's got the right attitude. I'm being a puss here. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fucking suck it up, Riggle. Let's, you know, change your thought here. And I started going into these things like, yeah, yeah, you know, kind of, you have to pump yourself up. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, these are speeches I had in the car with myself yeah, yeah. before I, like in, my, in, in my facade going, you can do this, Riggle. Yeah. Not about that, it's about you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know? And then, uh, but it did, it, it made, it had an effect and I started to get, I started, to, it started to become fun. Well, there's no, there's no way it's not going to, if you're, I mean, cause you have such a limited amount of time in a room that when you don't realize it, they're, they're picking up whatever energy you're throwing out That's there. That's right. Yeah. And so if you seem sort of like, you know, a lot of times they're going to, they're yeah. going to get that. Right. If you come in there and I've actually produced on some shows, so I've actually sat on the other side of casting Yeah. and I see people I've, and I'm like, Oh God, I do that. Oh, Don't and I, like note to self: never do that again. <laughs> you know, because oh, it doesn't matter. Because you you do when people come in, you kind of you pick up and you you on their energy. And some people come in just straight up defeatist. Yeah, just come in and like I hate being here. I hate you, but I'll read this. I mean, yeah. if, and if you're you like, want to do this, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Why did you even come in the room? Exactly, oh, no. exactly. Commit to it or don't. Do That's you- like improv. That's the thing yeah. I love about improv is there's no right or wrong. There's only commitment or non-commitment. You either commit or you don't commit. Yeah. But, the, you know, there's no right As or wrong. As opposed to, which is, a, which is a, a subtle psychological tonal shift as opposed to be funny, be funny, be funny. No, just commit, commit, commit. Yeah. Which the yeah. result will hopefully still be what funny. you want. Yeah. But yes. it's, the writing is there to be funny. But it's that's better. Right. It's, yeah. it's just that's a grippier thing to, to hold on to. Absolutely. Is, 
no matter what you're doing, just commit. Commit to it. Commit to it. Uh, whether Whatever it is. If it's the straight man. You know, like in Dumb and Dumber, I'm not the funny guy. I'm the straight man. But to me, because I'm such a fan of comedy, you know, everybody on screen can't be crazy. Yeah. It doesn't work. You know, you need a straight man. And, right. and if you have a good straight man, the, everybody else pops. Yeah. And it serves the comedy. So I'm very proud to play the straight man. You know, I think that's a, if you do it well things pop it's a good thing yeah definitely i think like uh as far as like performers like ian roberts might be one of my favorite like Best. seeing him like when he does improv just like it's like wow you like initiated a scene but you remain the straight guy yeah like you created a funny ridiculous character in somebody else and now someone else get gets to, to play that yeah and that's what a gift yeah. What a gift he's just given it's to insane. everybody in the room well that's when comedy is working the best when you, when everyone is working to service the, the, the community bit. of people on stage yeah. and not just trying to not to get your joke in not to get yeah. your joke in which is funny because i guess on one hand you'd think oh well then i get the big laugh and it's like yeah but you've sacrificed but you've sacrificed yeah. a much bigger scene yeah that would yep. be 10 times more satisfying if you would have played your part of that scene mm -hmm. yeah and that's a tricky thing to learn because you do when you're on stage you are there for enjoyment and laughter and you are trying to entertain the audience so you do have to make decisions especially in improv you have to make decisions yeah. and you you know you want to be straight but at the same time now would be a good time for something funny so you say yeah. something funny and, and you can do that without sacrificing and, and it allows it to grow and we could talk about improv for days no, but, yeah. but, <laughs> I'm actually but, leaving here to go to a and you said Ian Roberts yesterday yeah. I was with Ian Oh, nice. uh, and he's one of my favorite guys in the whole world. I, and he probably gets tired of me because when I see him, I get like a child who sees Santa Claus <laughs> because I see him and all I want to do is go up to him and do bits. Yeah. So he'll go, hey, Rob, how's it going? I go, fuck. You know, I'll come up with something bizarre, you know, like just something ridiculous. And, and he's so great because he'll instantly slide into straight guy. You know, he'll be like, oh, that's terrible, Rob. You know, but I, whatever it is, I just do. I, all I want to do is bits with him. I, oh, you know, man. and I'm sure he's like. I, I really just want to know how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm good, Ian. I just, you know, I, I'm, I feel weird because I keep seeing my friend Ian Roberts and I just want him to do bits with me and I feel like he's not into it half the time. Why would you think he wouldn't be into it? I don't know. <laughs> see? Like, see? Yeah. Well, uh, that's what I did uh, yesterday. I shot a, a little segment on Key and Peele. Oh. <gasps> uh. So I did that yesterday, which was great fun. Because uh, Ian, Ian's the showrunner for Key Right. And Peele. Uh, so I love that show and so I was very, great. very happy that I got to be in an episode finally. Yeah. They're, yeah, I they're amazing. That. I, I really, uh, you know what people, I don't think people truly appreciate, look, they're great comedians. They're unbelievable writers, but they are great actors. Yeah. And I think that's why their stuff is so phenomenal. Yeah. And if you ever speak to either of them individually, yeah. uh, you realize they're how fucking smart they are. Yeah. Like yeah. almost, <laughs> I mean, and they're not, they don't, act in a way that's intimidating but yeah. they are intimidatingly smart sure yep. uh, and so it's uh, I, I'm just I'm so I'm so happy I'm so happy for those dudes yes me too and Such they they show. really they figured out they figured out you know how to how to sort of slide stuff over onto the internet and, and build the audience for the show and just yeah. consistently you know just consistently be funny yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's fun to. I've got. I've, I've got. I got to work with Key um, on um, Jay Moore's show that Gary and Married. We were on that show together for about nine episodes. Oh wow! And so that's when I first met him. It was back in two thousand nine, and I knew back then that he, this guy was talented because he could do vo you know voices and he could come in and out of things yeah. and he could play straight man. He can play low status. He can play high status. You know, he's he's got the whole tool bag yeah. of of acting and comedy. 
and Jordan, I just knew from the comedy world, you know, just bound UCB and stuff. And, uh, but I didn't spend a whole lot of time with him. And then of course, uh, last year we did uh, let's be cops. Right. He was in that. Um, I'm talking about uh, key now. So, well, just as a fan yeah. of comedy, it's all, it's fun to watch people like solidify their voice and then kind of blow it up. Yeah. Like it's, it's fun to watch that click into place. Absolutely. You know that it's a, it's a very hard thing to achieve mm-hmm. and you really appreciate it when it, when it happens yeah. and it's, it's really fun to watch that happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. When's another episode of, uh, what was your podcast called? Give it up. Give it up for me. Give it up for me with Jonah Ray. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I meant to say Jonah Ray's give it up for me with Jonah Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do a podcast? I don't. Um, I don't. I I mean, I would love it, but I I just... uh, I. Haven't done it yet. You got I family. Yeah. I got yeah. This got, is our family. This is, yeah, this is, this is what we devote to kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and friends. Instead of having friends now, oh, we just yeah. <laughs> this is how we hang time. out. It sounds like it takes up a lot of your time. It really, really taxing. It's very taxing. Re- really taxing. Yeah, it's very taxing. Uh, maybe I'm happy with my decision. I'll no, be imagine, no, imagine, imagine. <laughs> it's so worth it. Imagine the dynamic. It's so worth it, Ron. Is it, Jonah? I'm yeah, not. it's just in the at the end of the day. You know, you know, this is the most important thing. You know, okay. imagine right. the dynamic of Thanksgiving twice a day, <laughs> every week. You know, like oh, when every fucking syllable, syllable makes you want to cut the turkey. <laughs> you know, we get about your problems. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Post office sucks. Uh, yes. Pass the wine. Please stop narrating things you see. <laughs> wine glass. <laughs> Whoa, airplane. Airplane. Street sign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's old people. Old that's, people do that. They love to do they that. They love that. You run out of things to say after a while. And when you get to a certain age, I believe that's all you can really think of. Well, and, and everything, I think when you get to a certain age, everything's, it's all been said. You've heard it all. Yeah. You've heard every opinion on earth. You've read everything you're going to read. <laughs> I think you just get to a place where you're utterly bored. I think yeah. you're just reminding yourself that you still know things. Yeah. Yeah. What, and, and what you, else do you have to talk about? And young people are so full of themselves too. You know, they're like, "Well, let me tell you about the economy." <laughs> and then they, you know, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. You know, so I'm that's, sure that's a fun slide from. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about the economy, the economy. too. Street sign. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> it's just the slide into that where you're just identifying. Like we all need to identify things to yeah. feel like we're connected with the world. I guess. I guess. <laughs> let me tell you about the economy. <laughs> you have a job? No, but no, no. <laughs> But I know. But Anybody I, with a brain knows. I've been putting on my Instagram a lot lately. It's like uh, pictures of the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> <laughs> Just pictures of them? Yeah. Because like the... of the economy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like articles or? Yeah, they do those arrow graphs that are really cool. Um, They're always pointing up. Always pointing up. So don't let up. them tell you that, you know, we're not doing well. Oh. We're doing up is good. Uh, I know that. Up is where Jesus is. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the clouds are. That's where the clouds, clouds are up. Are. <laughs> the movie Up was sad yeah. but good. Planes don't just go on the ground. They, they don't go just up. go on the ground. They go up and then they come back down. But then they go up again. <laughs> <laughs> they go up again. So, I like how it bleeds out. I got it. It just turns into a steady. Ah, 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 and then 
then the drool starts yeah. coming out of the side of the mouth. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Oh, God. And I think old people just, I think they just had it. Yeah. I think that's why you know, they don't talk much. They move slow. Everything, everybody can pound, you know, everybody can go away. Yeah. You know why? Because at a certain point in your life, you just don't want to go out on a limb anymore and get smacked down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's such a sad way of thinking well, about that. Well, you don't. Who has the energy <laughs> at a certain point? Yeah. You but know? also, I do love the old people that are done with manners and done with, <laughs> yeah. or not manners, like they have manners, but pleasantries, but pleasantries. Yeah. And they're, they're done functional. with, they're done with the, you know, we all play the social games of, you know, if somebody came in here right now and did something inappropriate, but it was for real. It wasn't a bit. We'd all, you know, we'd probably just be a little uncomfortable and then yeah. we'd, you know, find a way to get out of here yeah. or, or extract ourselves or Maybe somehow shoo them away, or but we we there's a polite dance that yeah. they old people just don't do anymore, which I kind of dig. <laughs> We're like, what the hell is your problem? You know, they'll just put it out there. Yeah, exactly. I fucked your mom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh come on. You know, there is the game. There is this sort of game of the like the undeniable validation game where it's they they're they're identifying everything because you can't deny it. <laughs> it's you have to tell them they're right. Hey, buddy, sweater. You're wearing a sweater. Yeah. Yeah, got a sweater uh, on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah I am. No, it's a sweater, all right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yankees win. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Yep. Mm-hmm. You better you can look it up. Yep. It's in the paper today. Yep. Maybe that's it. Maybe when you're young, it's like you act like you know everything. Yeah. And then when you're old, you realize you don't know anything, so you only spout off facts. Yeah. Like, you're a sweater, huh? Yeah, cool today, eh? Yeah, just like it's like anything you say is just something that's happened. It's undeniable. It's it undeniable. can't be refuted. Exactly. It can't be debated. But here's yeah. the thing. Here's it the can't thing. be debated. Here's the thing: is that a lot of times it's not even like they want to have a conversation about the thing. Yeah. You might go, "Got a sweater? Yeah, this sweater is actually merino." Well, street sign, and yeah. then like they just totally <laughs> they're, they're moving on to the next thing. Moving yeah. on to the next thing that you have to yeah. go. Yep. And maybe yeah, it's probably they want to contribute. That's a because yeah. I think I think people stop asking old people things. Do, yeah, yeah. You know, they stop asking their opinion after yeah. a certain age. I'm sorry, is that a street sign? What's your goddamn problem? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, it's a street sign. You got eyes, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is, young people and old people can go fuck themselves. Yeah, seriously. Uh, what was that? What was that old ground? <laughs> what was that Andy? Daly we got character? it figured out. Or it's the old guy at a party, or it's like, uh, hey, the economy's like, it. would you get your head out of your ass? <laughs> <laughs> like Andy Daly is one of my favorite. Talk about commitment commi- to a character. Well, he's one of the best. We. He's a UCB guy. We came up doing. Uh, we did a show together many, many years, like in the late nineties. It, obviously, because of the late '90s, it was the real, real world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I played uh, this born again Christian Leviticus, who I ended up doing on SNL. And uh, he played a serf from the Middle Ages who had time traveled <laughs> to our to our house. And I, I mean, you know, talk about such a talk about such a specific character. Yeah, yeah. And he had, you know, he'd wear this like Holocaust cloak, you know, and and he would he would walk around, but. I he was so smart. He was he still is, but he's in that in that role. He was so smart because here he is in the twenty first century, and he would talk about you know every, every the world baffled him. You know, all he wanted, and his whole mission in his life was just not to die from the plague. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know. Was this an improv show? Or yeah, it was, an, it was totally improv. It was oh, totally man. improv. And uh, it was such a fun show. Danielle Schneider was in it. She's great. I mean, Andy. Andy was my first teacher. She was my first teacher. Was like the first one of the first classes, the one that used to be opened up out here. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like watching them discover, like, whatever the game of the scene is, and then just, like, locking down on it. <laughs> yeah. And particularly with Andy, he comes up with angles that are... That see, when you see them, you're like, of course, but they're not st- obvious right away. That's why he's one of the best. And yeah. he just fucking locks in, and all of a sudden, it's a, it's like, it's like discovering an emerald mine in your yes. backyard, where yes. it's just like he just pulls all of this information yes. out. Yeah. There, I, it, and I see that in improv a lot. Like I, I probably put myself more. I'm more of a performer type. So I, what I bring to the the scene is like a character, yeah. a character performance. What Andy brings is both character and smarts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he brings a wonderful perspective that, like, if you're in a doctor scene or whatever, he'll just, whatever, if he's the doctor or he's the patient, he just knows what to bring to it as far as just really real, authentic. Yeah. Uh, but yet, at the same time, things that seem obvious, but they're not, like you were saying. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Oh! <laughs> just yeah. Any noise that he makes makes yeah. me laugh. I still... Yeah, there's a lot of talented folks over there. A lot of talented folks. That 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 open when they opened the UCB on Sunset, just a couple of weeks like last yeah. week, um, I, I went and it was it was like a high school reunion, you know, because I've been I've been doing UCB for fifteen sixteen years now. Oh wow! And I just seen all these folks. It was so cool because some of them you know I haven't seen in two or three years, you know, and yeah. some of them. It's, it's, so it's just so fun to see them because I think about all the shows and you know how young we were and how broke we were. And yeah, just, you know and. It's just fun. I don't know. I, very reminiscent. No, it was, it, was a, it was a very cool night. Just the like the amount of people that you're like, oh yeah, I know a lot of these people. Like yeah. it's like there's just so many people. Are, like you know, I did. A, I was in a class with him, and now that guy's writing on this show, and yeah. I was in a class with her, and now like she, you know, it's like it's just neat seeing everything. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's like, and it's good to see people grow and and get opportunities. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's neat. It's good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good community. I think. Yeah. It's it's a great. And that I think that. The new space on Sunset is just going to oh, create I such. Seen it yet. It's, it's just a, it's a it's a college building. Yeah. It's just there's and there's also like a cafe, and so now like all the classes are in the same room. So instead of like you know hanging out with the people that you're just in your level in your class at yeah. some place off of Melrose or Sunset, now all these classes are going to be in the same spot. So and everyone's going to hang out in this cafe. So you're going to meet so many more people and yeah. know so, And you know I think the shows and the community is just going to get stronger and better because of it. It's incredible. It's just like it's overwhelming when you go there. Yeah. Like how beautiful it is. Yeah, it's really it's a neat space. Really cool stuff. Although it's funny because I have a I have a friend who's a comic who uh, has done done a bunch of shows at UCB. But we were talking about like I haven't performed there in a long time. And she goes, Yeah, and the last time I went there. The people at the front door were just kind of like, <laughs> she was like, they were just early improv students, like kind of snotty 22 year olds. She could feel the arrogance. It was like, they were working at UCB. And she yeah. was like, hey, I'm here for the show. And they're like, um, who are you here to see? And she was like, I'm here to see the stage that I'm going to perform on. <laughs> like they Sweet were, lady stage. They were trying to give yeah. her a little bit of like, yeah. you know, a little bit of, a little bit of the tood, a little bit, yeah. of the, oh. little bit of the youngster improv tood. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the worst tood there is. It, but it, I feel like... <laughs> Let me do a scene about the economy. But I feel... <laughs> But I feel like the funny thing about that is that, you know, as an upperclassman or as a faculty, you could probably just look down and go, 
that'll get knocked out of you pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. like in terms of the, yeah. you know, like having yeah. enough rough shows. Yeah, stick around long enough. enough. That's yeah. the, you're going to lose that. You're going to lose that. <laughs> you're going to lose we that. We were all there. We, I get it. Yeah. I don't think I don't yeah. understand. We all, we all had a little cut in our strut early on. Oh, you yeah. just look at them yeah. and you go, street sign, because you're old. <laughs> yeah. and to, we, to them, we are. Yeah. Or at least I am. That's me too. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. Let's <laughs> talk about street signs now. Not about the economy anymore. <laughs> uh, Rob Riggle, it is a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for letting me come on. Dumb yeah. and Dumber 2 opened. By the time this goes up, Dumb and Dumber 2 will be out. Yep. Yeah. So, so on Friday. This comes up out. this Friday, but we'll post this right after. Perfect. Uh, for that it'll second still weekend up. bump. Yeah, yeah, that's what we right need. The second, yeah, weekend. second weekend bump. podcast bump. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing just as many weekends on top as Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Calling it now. Calling it now. I hope so. God, you know, I saw that on a plane, Guardians of the Galaxy. Great. So great. I. I was blown away. Yeah. I loved that movie. Yeah. Like on a, I haven't been affected by a movie in a while. That got me. I don't know what I mean. It, it was the characters. It was the story. It was everything. the way they interacted. It was everything. I just got on board. Yeah. It got me. I saw it twice in theater. I, I can't remember the last time I did that where I was like, I want to go and see it again yes. in the theater. I, yeah. I, 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 I saw it going to New York last week. And I watched it coming back. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I was like, I want to see it again. It yeah. was that good. And it yeah. was just as good the second go around. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Chris Pratt uh, blew me away in that. I was yeah. so happy. Oh. So happy with that movie. Yeah, me too. Let's enjoy our burritos, everyone. And also let's... Um, give it uh, up for me. Give it up for Jonah. Give it up for Jonah Ray. Yeah, give it up for Jonah Ray. Thanks Jonah so Ray's much. Give It Up For Me featuring Jonah Ray. <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> for saying that, Chris. It's really nice of you. Music uh, and lyrics by Jonah Ray. Sarcastic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, good for me for trying to <laughs> make you seem like a nicer person, I guess. No, good for you for sitting there and talking about yourself some more. <laughs> Don't try it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> good for you for you're, putting me in my place. You know me. You know me. <laughs> good for you for recognizing that. Yeah. Good for you for already being on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even really you ended yet. Burrito. No, but sometimes we talk after that, and you know that. I got what class do you have to go to? Jake, I was just talking. Well, I didn't know you were me. taking classes. I thought you were just doing improv. No, no, I'm taking a little refresher. Get out of here, freshman. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm not letting you go. Shut. All right, the end. All right. Oh, oh. 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 I saw it. I did see it. Okay, I was good. looking down, but I saw it from the peripheral. That's beautiful. Hold on. Oh, my God. 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 Oh, my if you filmed if it, it wouldn't happen. happen. Jonah, that was... Inspired. Jonah Ray, once again, Jonah Ray. Jonah Ray. Give it up you, for me. You yeah, fucking give like, it up for Jonah Ray. No joke. Like, They're I, I firing can... on all cylinders here. <laughs> there was... That was awesome. I think you added two cylinders and then started firing those, too. <laughs> There's a very small trash can in the corner of the room. I threw my water bottle in. It was an amazing shot. A swish, <laughs> if you will. Yourself. Give it up for me. But I say that because then Jonah, who had his back to the trash can, who's almost as far away as I was, literally just... Threw it back over his shoulder and it fucking like right in the center. Of and the I will I will attest to it. I saw it. I saw it. It was truly amazing. Yeah, I, will, I will also sign All right. Oh, thank God. Giving it up. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. 
Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.